This week is Shabbos Parshas Va'ira, where the miracles of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim really begin in earnest. Um, whereas last Parsha, Hashem already tells Moshe Rabbeinu that the Jewish people uh, to go to Paro and tell him to let the Jews out of Mitzrayim. But in last Parsha, doesn't, nothing really happens. And in this Parsha is where the plagues begin. And as we know, there's going to be ten um, miraculous, totally supernatural plagues that are going to affect Mitzrayim until the final one, Makas Becher, is the death of the firstborn, where the Jewish people are going to be let out of Mitzrayim um, and head out towards the giving of Torah. So this week's Parsha has the first seven of the ten plagues. It starts with Dam, the plague of uh, blood, where the water is sent to blood, and it goes through the first seven of the plagues, and next week's Parsha has the final three, and then the actual UCS Mitzrayim, the actual Exodus. Um, the plagues were there to, of course, to punish the Egyptians and to make them let the Jewish people out. But on a deeper level, each plague had its message that it was imparting um, to Mitzrayim, to Egyptians, to the Jewish people, and general lessons. Um, Hashem says in the parsha, He says, I'm going to plague Mitzrayim so that they know that I am Hashem. The plagues had that ability to teach a lesson about Hashem to the entire world. And again, each plague has its special messages and its unique ideas that it represents. I want to focus on one of them today. That is the final plague of this week's Parsha, the seventh of the plagues, and that's the plague or the Makkah of Barod, the fiery hail that fell from heaven. And when you think about it, although there are ten, the one that the actual plague seems to be the most supernatural is this one. Um, because, of course, it's supernatural that uh, blood, that all the waters become blood, or that f- there's an invasion of frogs, or lice, or boils, or animals, or grasshoppers, etc. But each thing on its own is not supernatural. Blood is not supernatural, and neither are frogs, and neither are animals, and neither are boils or grasshoppers. It's just that they came to Mitzrayim exactly at that time, and in that amount is supernatural. Here, though, the actual plague is made up of fire and ice. The barad was the fiery hail that fell from heaven. Um, And fire and ice are opposites. And typically, they don't uh, work together. Either when you have water and fire, either the water is going to put out the fire or the fire is going to evaporate the water. But they're not going to work in unison. And that's exactly what happened by this one of the makas. So it's a makkah of opposites, of fire and water. Um, but when you look closer to the makkah, there's more things that set this one aside from the others as well. Um, you have the idea that right before the makkah, Moshe Rabbeinu tells Pare that there's going to be this terrible plague of uh, a fiery hail, and everyone who fears Hashem should bring their livestock, bring their animals inside, indoors, and you'll be saved from this makkah. So on the one hand, we have one of the worst makkahs, in some ways the worst. On the other hand, it comes along with a remedy, a way to stay safe, to keep safe from the makkah. And we don't have that, at least not clearly, with any of the other makkahs. Another interesting thing that we find in this makkah is that it's the day before the makkah, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, it's going to be exactly at this time tomorrow when the Makkah will begin. And Rashi brings that he actually made a line on the wall and said when the sun, when the rays of the sun are going to hit this line exactly tomorrow, that's when the Makkah is going to begin. And again, that's something 
that we don't see by the other makas. So what's the unique idea behind this maka? And the idea, in short, is, as I said, the idea of opposites. In this world, everything has its nature. Every person has their own nature. And within ourselves also, we have various different types of natures, of emotions. And each nature is very limited and defined to itself. And when, come, when it comes in contact with an opposite nature, one person who has one nature comes together with a person who has an opposite type of a nature, that causes friction. And within ourselves also, when we're displaying one or connecting to one feeling or one type of, one part of ourselves, that can cause friction with another part of ourselves. There's kindness versus severity. Um, there is happiness versus heaviness, and so on and so forth. So many different types of natures that are very different and therefore create that type of friction. The message of Barod is that when it comes to Hashem, when it comes to godliness and serving Hashem, there is the ability to bring together opposites, and the, the ability to harness opposites to something that's greater than both of them, so that they, they both serve a greater good and are able to come together in that service. We say in Davening, that Hashem makes shalom, He makes peace in His exalted one, in His exalted places, and He should make peace for us down here. And Chazal say, our teachers teach us that what that's referring to is the peace that's made between angels. And the way it's written is that there is the archangel Michal, and he's called the minister or the Tsar of water. There's the archangel Gavriel, and he's the minister of fire. And fire and water, as we said, are opposites. But when they come before Hashem, their differences disappear, and they both become friends, or they both become peacefully united in their service to Hashem. And the idea is, a, is an important one and an obvious one, that we have that ability to harness differences between people, harness differences between our own inner self, when we recognize that they're all ultimately servants of Hashem, and they're all able to serve us a greater good and actually complement each other in that service. And that's the idea of this Makkah, where fire and water are brought together to serve as a group, as a unit in Hashem's service. And that was the message that was being imparted with Mitzrayim. And that's connected with the other differences as well. We said, for example, Moshe Rabbeinu says, this is going to be a terrible punishment, a terrible plague. But if you're, if you're a God-fearing person, bring your animals into your home, go into your home and you'll be safe. What he's saying is, you, have, you can have a plague, you can have something very dreadful and something very devastating. But if dealt with properly, that could, not, that could be something that's totally not hurtful. And in fact, that which is a plague for others might be something that's comforting for someone else if we know how to prepare for it. Because again, it's something that Hashem made and it has opposite intents and opposite purposes. And when we're able to follow Hashem's word, that which could be a plague is able to be transformed into something that's not negative at all and to the contrary, something that could be positive as well. And finally, Moshe Rabbeinu tells Paro exactly at this moment is when the plague is going to strike. What's the idea? And why specifically in this plague does he say it's going to be exactly at this moment? And the explanation follows the above. Typically we think about the supernatural as something being beyond time, beyond limitations. And within ourselves also there's the parts of ourselves 
that are beyond time, beyond limitations, an expression of the supernatural, if you will, of the person, a level of excitement, a level of passion, a level of um, revelation of the essence of one's soul that seems to be beyond the limitations of time or space. And the greatness of harnessing and bringing things together is when supernatural, extremely powerful, timeless expressions can be brought into a very actual and exact time. Take, for example, example the performance of a mitzvah, which on the one hand should be the expression of a tremendous feeling of love for Hashem and desire and passion. At the same time, it has to be done very meticulously at exact time in an exact space. And for many, this is a, a difference that's hard to straddle. Um, do you want me to be limited? Do you want me to be um, punctual? Do you want me to do this in an exact way in time? Or do you want me to express something that's timeless, something that's greater than the limitations of time and space? And here we have again in Barad that we have that ability, that that which is supernatural and timeless should be able to be brought down in actual time and space. And all this are lessons of this one, the seventh one of the Makas, of bringing things together, things that seeming, are seemingly opposites, and bringing them together in the service of Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbos.